This is Pastor D-R-E on the M-I-C, and this is Ready, Set, Release. What's going on, people? Man, this has been one of those weeks. It's been one of those weeks. Can I can I just tell you about my week? Or not so much about my week, but this has been one of those weeks where you just really look at your life and say, man, I am thankful for my life. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever just had one of those moments, one of those weeks where you just realize there's so much that could have happened to you, but it didn't? There's so much that could have went wrong, but God had your back. I'm just saying this is just one of those weeks for me personally that has made me reflect a little bit and understand that God is truly in my corner. Understand that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. This has been one of those weeks where the promises of God that is written in the Bible has really came alive in my life. Where that personal relationship with God has really paid dividends. Because I look at my life and I understand that even through the mistakes I've made, he has kept me. Even though the enemy wanted to take me out, he kept me. He lifted up a standard when the enemy came in like a flood. Oh, somebody ought to hear me on today. But it's just been one of those weeks. And so now I just want to tell everybody publicly, I give God praise for what he's doing in my life. Speaking of praise, you know that's what we do in the beginning. We give God some praise. So come on, help me give God some praise. going to be coming from Mark 11, uh, verse 12 through 14, and then I'm going to drop down to verse 20 to 23. Mark 11, 12 through 14, and then we're going to drop down to 20 through 23, okay? And it says, the next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. Okay, we're going to drop down to verse 20. Verse 20 says, in the morning, as they went along, so it's been some time uh, uh, since they've been by this tree. In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes what they uh, believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Now, I, I, I want to talk for a minute and I want to challenge you on today. I want you to look in the mirror on today and and ask you the question, where is your fruit? Um, a lot of times when we look at this scripture, we 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 focus on the the last uh, couple of scriptures, where from twenty one to twenty three, and we teach this passage um, from a place of faith and having 
great faith in how you can speak a thing and it shall happen if you don't doubt in your heart. And that's a good message because we have to understand being um, uh, uh, Christians, being believers, that our faith can have effect on whatever we say. Oh God, I feel like saying something right there. Let me say that again. Our faith can have effect on anything that we say. Oh God, if you have the faith to believe what you say will happen, it will happen. Oh God, that's oh God, I feel like shouting in here. That's good news that that I that that I have the authority to speak a thing and it shall be as long as I believe it. The question is do I believe it? Oh, and, and, and I don't want to deal with that today, but I may come back to that on next week. But what I want to deal with on today is the first part of this passage when we look at verses 12 through 14. And we see that Jesus saw a fig tree in the distance, in leaf. And when he got to the fig tree, he saw that there was no figs on it. That's what I want to deal with on today. The reason why Jesus curses the fig tree is because it did not have fruit, but from a distance, it looked like it should have fruit. And as a matter of fact, here's the thing that trips up a lot of people, because when you look at verse uh, uh, 13, it says, seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not season, not the season for figs. A lot of times people get tripped up with that scripture because they say, well, if it's not time for it to bear fruit or, or to bear figs, why is Jesus mad at the fig tree? Well, if, if you understand the fig tree, you do understand before the figs come about, there is a fruit uh, on the tree that you can eat. So even though it's not time for the figs, it is time for it to bear some fruit. Or, or some type of fruit. And the problem is, is that Jesus has walked up on this fig tree being hungry. He has found no fruit that is supposed to be on the tree. So what he's saying, the reason why he curses the, the fig tree is because the fig tree is perpetrating a fraud. Oh God, follow me. I wonder if you are a person who is like that fig tree who is supposed to have fruit on there. Maybe you don't supposed to have the figs on there, but you are supposed to have some fruit on there and you have no fruit. All you have is leaves. All you have is the is the facade of there's supposed to be some, some fruit on the tree. Are you, I want to ask you, are you perpetrating a fraud? In other words, are you just looking the part or are you actually producing fruit? Oh, God, are you looking the part, just looking the part, or are you actually producing fruit? When people see you, what do they see? Are you tricking people because you look saved? Are you tricking people because you look like you got a relationship with God? But the real fact of the matter is you have no relationship with God. The fact of the matter is you you have no fruit. You just you just look good. Are you just one of those Sunday Christians that look good on Sunday and live like the devil the rest of the week? 
Oh, I came to talk to you on today. I came to challenge you on today. Are you perpetrating a fraud? And the worst thing in the world to me is a fraud. If you're not going to be saved, okay, I can respect that. If you just flat out say you're not going to be saved. But but when, you, when you're perpetrating a fraud, then I have a problem with that because you're being phony. Even young folks nowadays can't stand phony people. Oh, help me in here. Young people nowadays cannot stand phony people. And so what the problem is, is we got a lot of people who say they are something, but they don't live that life. Uh-huh. You, 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 you say that you're saving, you're trying to lead people to a place you're not even at. And so we're wondering why you have not only young people, but people in general who are looking for an answer no longer coming to the church. Because a lot of times the people in church are the most phony people. They are the most, they got all the leaves. They got all the leaves. They look good. They look desirable from afar. But when you walk up on them, when you get a little close to them, you find out that there's nothing to them. Are you perpetrating a fraud today? Are, are, you, are you not being what you said you are? Now, I understand, you know, that there is a process. Every day you're growing, just like a plant. Every day you're growing. But there are some plants that should be producing fruit that are not producing fruit. There are some people who have been uh, going to church long enough who has um, um, had an opportunity to mature, to grow in God and are not growing in God. You decided to be stagnated or stay in the place that you're at. How can I tell somebody to get better or do better when I'm not I'm not trying to do better. That's what it comes down to. See, what I have found when I talk to people, when I talk to people about God, is is I don't put on. I tell them, you know, this this is what I believe. I believe in God. I serve God. Have I messed up in the past? Yes, I have. Do I make that a constant thing? No. But have I messed up? Yes. Do I make it a constant thing? No. A lot of people make uh, 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 messing up their daily life. And, and, and in order for you to mess up, that has to mean you're trying. The problem is some of us ain't trying. We have came to the point where we say, well, I, I, just, I just don't care no more, you know. I am who I am. Accept me who I am. You know, only God can judge me. You know, we say all kind of uh, uh, all kind of things when we don't want nobody to bring our mess to the forefront. We say all kind of things when we don't want to be held accountable to our actions. I don't understand why it takes some people, uh, you know, some people just believe that God doesn't want you to do better. He accepts you as you are. Yes, he does. But you, he doesn't expect you to do better when you can find a man or a woman. If you get with some a man or a woman as as a uh, in a relationship, you know, they might take you initially 
keyword initially how you are but they expect you to get better why because if you say that you love me and you want this to work you want our relationship to work you want our relationship to be successful then you are going to do whatever you got to do to be better and to make our relationship better are you doing anything are you are you trying to make your relationship with god better are you are you striving to know god in a more intimate and personal way are you trying to be what god has created you to be whatever that may be you know the bible says we are to compel them to come we are supposed to be the light of the world we should make them thirst for god is your water sour do you have any water at all are you making the people around you thirst for god are you being a, a good example for christ or are you just perpetrating a fraud, a fraud like this fig tree you have leaves but you have no fruit See, I th there are some people that know my story, and I'm glad they know my story. You want to know why? Because they seen me from my from my early years. They they've seen me at the bottom. They've seen me in my weaknesses, and now they see me now. And they can attest to you that God has done a great thing in me. Can people say the same thing to you? I'm just asking the question. Can people say the same thing about you? Are you perpetrating a fraud? Are you a fig tree without no figs? Are you a, 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 a fruit tree without no fruit? You just got leaves. And why don't you have any? Are you even trying? Galatians 5 and 16 uh, says through 21 says so i walk by so i say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh let's stop right there if you walk by the spirit in other words if you let god guide you or the holy spirit guide you you won't gratify the flesh you won't gratify the flesh now will the flesh act up yes but if you walk by the spirit you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Listen to verse 17. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. So the spirit, your spirit and the flesh is always going to be fighting. It's always going to be fighting. It is it's what, what it comes down to is who do you give control to? Who's leading you? Is it the spirit leading you or is it your flesh leading you? Is it the spirit leading you or is it the flesh leading you? Let me let me let me break it down a little bit more. Let me give you this example. Okay. I'm going to speak from the man from the male point of view or the man's point of view. I meet this woman who is absolutely beautiful. And when I say beautiful, I don't mean just on the outward appearance, but everything about her is 
beautiful. I mean, she has she's beautiful beautiful on the outside she has a beautiful spirit she she's you know she completes me she does she she's everything that i've ever wanted and i decide because she is everything that i've wanted and everything that i've ever needed i mean she completes me i decide to say i love you and will you marry me and so I married this woman because I know she's good for me, okay? Some months go by and I'm at work or I'm out, I'm out, you know, running errands, whatever the case may be. And I see this woman that is appealing to the eyes. She begins to flirt with me. First of all, her body is already flirting with me because my eyes are following her. Then it so happens that she notices me looking at her. And she approaches me and lets me know I can get it. Well, do I go ahead and say, oh, I, I you know, I, I got to do it. You know, I just can't help it. You know, I'm feeling these feelings. So that must mean that, you know, it's okay. Or do I take time to remember this beautiful wife that I got at the house or girlfriend, whatever the, the situation, but in this situation, it's the wife, this beautiful wife that I got at the house who completes me totally, enriches me totally. Do I forget about her because my flesh says, you know, this girl in front of you who got the Coke bottle figure, you know, got everything that you like, the nice wide hips, you know, the dark chocolate skin, the whole nine. She got everything that I like. Do, do I follow that and forget about the good thing I have at the house? Or do I tame my flesh and say, I'd rather be faithful to my wife, the person, the woman that is so good to me and good for me, than looking at this thing that is tempting me for the moment. See, that's what it's all about. It's the same thing when you are being led by the spirit versus being led by the flesh. You know, uh, allowing God to lead your life or order your steps is the best thing. But but are you allowing your flesh to to take over because you are tempted for a moment by the thing you see, by the thing you hear, by the thing that wants to touch you or that you may have touched? What are you being led by? Who's who's leading your life? Is it the flesh or is it the spirit? Now, if it is the flesh, there is some some characteristics that come along with being led by the flesh. Such as if we're looking at the Bible, these are things that uh that that come about when you are led by the flesh. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage. Oh, God. Selfish ambition, dissension, factions, uh, uh, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. 
all those are characteristics of being led by the flesh. You know, the Bible says, love your neighbor, but your flesh says, I can't stand that person. The Bible says, uh, uh, love your wife, but your body saying, oh, girl, show look good right about now. Boy, if I could just have that for one night. If only for a night. You know, you start singing and hearing them songs in your head. Why? Because you've been led by your flesh. You know, you're supposed to keep your body, uh, uh, your your temple, uh, pure and 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 holy. And and but but those those, the alcohol is calling. The the cigarettes are calling. Uh uh uh, all those things are calling. You got to fight. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee. Understand what that says. Understand who he's given the responsibility to. He's given the responsibility to you. Resist the devil. Put a fight against the devil. Don't let the devil have his way with you. Resist the devil and he will flee. Case in point, old girl keep pressuring you and 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 talking crazy to you know you know you want this so you know i can make you feel better i can i can do you better than your girl can or or you know sometimes they use reverse psychology you know well i mean if you can't handle it just say you can't handle it if you scared say you scared and and so that pride in us like i ain't scared i ain't scared of nothing i ain't i ain't faced nothing i can't handle and the devil setting you up because pride that's part of your that's a characteristic of being led by your flesh i'm just asking you today who's leading you you have these fits of rage you walk in unforgiveness because your flesh says so and so when people look at your fruit they don't see godly fruit they see fleshly fruit now now listen to uh galatians 5 uh 5 and 22 through 25 these are fruits of the spirit or being led by the spirit being led by god it says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness 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 i kept saying that for a reason faithfulness gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law and those who belong to christ have crucified their flesh with its passions and desires oh god those who belong to christ see when you really belong to christ yeah, yeah a lot of people can be saved by christ but when you belong to christ hallelujah when you belong to christ uh then, then those desires have been crucified that flesh has been crucified listen to verse 25 since we live by the spirit let us keep in step with the spirit since we live by the spirit let us keep in step with the spirit in step with the spirit are you keeping in step 
with the spirit. Mm. Are you keeping in step with the spirit? Are you keeping in step with God? Are you allowing him to order your footsteps? Or are you trying to run past him? Are you too far behind him? He says, it says, let us keep in step with the spirit. I'm just asking you today. What is your fruit? Have you have you been a fruitless tree for far too long? Have you perpetrated a fraud for far too long? Yes, the leaves are green. The fruit looks good. The tree looks good from a distance. But truthfully, there is no good fruit in you. And why do I bring this up? Because it's time for us to really be who we say we are. It's time for us to truly be an example for the world. To truly show the world who God really is. All of him, not just some of him. One of the things I think has hindered us sometimes is we focus on just one thing. Showing one part of God. But not the rest. Years ago. The, the the part that we showed the most the most was prosperity. Everybody was preaching the prosperity message. But we weren't preaching anything else about God. Yes, God wants you to have the best. Yes, God wants you to drive the best as long as as long as those things don't have you. You understand? I believe in prosperity. I believe God blesses his children. How, how, how would he not bless his children? You mean to tell me a human man, a human father would go out of his way to bless his kids and God won't bless his? The devil is a liar. For, so for those who, who always say, oh, you got to be poor or oh, you got to be meager and everything, you have, to, you have to humble yourself. Yes, you have to humble yourself in spirit. But that does not mean that you have to live a meager life. God wants you to have the best. Look in the scriptures and it plainly tells you that God wants you to have the best. The only thing he doesn't want is for that stuff, that material stuff to have you. Can you handle it? Mm. Boy, I'm coming up with all kinds of things I want to take side journeys on right now. But I don't have the time to do that. But he's, it, it's, it's, it, it was the prosperity message. And then nowadays, you know, people are talking about 
the mercy of God and God's grace. And, and, and yes, he is merciful and he is great and he gives you grace. But but that doesn't give you a, a license or a get out of jail free card to live like the devil. And just say God understands. We need to teach the whole truth, the whole Bible. We need to show them all parts of God, his whole, his whole uh, 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 mentality, all, all about God. You know, there are some people who only know me as the preacher. There are some people who only know me as uh, someone who does pretty good in life. But they don't know me as the father. They don't know me as someone who who you can confide in. They don't know me as uh, the person who who has um, compassion for people. They don't know that part because no one never told them because they didn't get close to me enough to see all of me. They only saw the part that they needed. Oh boy, that said something right there. They only saw the part that they needed. Just like some Christians only see God as an ATM. They only saw the part that they needed at the time. And so they're missing out on the rest of God, of, of exactly who he is. It's time out for being fig trees with no fruit. For looking the part and not being that. We got to be better. Will you take the stand? The position that I'm going to be better. God's waiting on your answer. Pastor D.R.E. back here with you. I'm just feeling a little old school today. Is that okay? That was Walter Hawk, Walter Hawkins' Marvelous. One, another one of those songs that when you just really listen to the words and just really meditate on it, man, it'll take you some places and uh, really make you uh, become thankful. Really thank God for things that he's done in your life. This is a Christian show, you know? But uh, So we're going to get into headlines right now. I've got a couple headlines I want to pass to you. Uh, first of all, let me just say this. Uh, it has been all over the news, uh, worldwide, not just in the U.S., but worldwide, this heat wave that we're going through. I just want to tell everybody out there, please be careful. Please hydrate. For those who have uh, physical uh, demanding jobs like myself, please make sure that you hydrate properly. That heat is nothing to play with. And uh, it is just wreaking havoc. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was, I was when I was looking at the news they were talking about in the UK that it is really causing them issues because a lot of the uh, people in the UK uh, don't have air conditions. You know, that's something that you know here in the US we kind of just uh, expect or is a gimme. But a lot of the a lot of people in the UK don't have air conditions. And so with this heat wave, it is just really taking a toll on them. And uh, I've been reading, you know, that they're putting aluminum on uh, uh, bridges and uh, roads are buckling. And, you know, they actually said that some roof, roofs, uh, house roofs are melting 
so we need to make sure that we do what we need to do. And, and I can't help but think about how we've been talking about climate change for a minute. And the former president uh, was one who was saying there's no such thing as climate change, climate change and it's fake news and all this other stuff. I'm just saying, I'm not saying that he's lying. I'm just saying the news is saying uh, uh, it's hot. So we need to make sure we do what we need to do. But I'm going to get into some news for you. I want to I want to I want to shine a light on this uh, NBA star. His name is Pascal Siakam. He plays for Toronto Raptors. He has just donated over 150 laptops to underserved uh, communities um, in Canada, I'm assuming didn't exactly see uh where yeah in toronto and so he's actually donated 150 laptops to actually looks like middle school girls who are uh underserved you know uh don't have the the money to do uh to get those things and and you know everything is such tech now and you know you still have a lot of places that is doing virtual learning and so he's he's stepped up to the plate and uh, has donated 150 laptops. And he's done some other things too, but this article is specifically talking about the laptops he's donated. And I just want to say big ups to him. I like seeing stories where it shows uh, black athletes who are doing more than just buying rims, or who are doing more than just buying jewelry, you know, uh, athletes as well as rappers. You know, everybody's not just blowing their money. We actually do have some responsible athletes black or white some responsible athletes some responsible responsible hip-hop artists r&b artists country artists whatever you want to name it there are some people who are responsible who got money that can make a change and they have decided to make that change so big up to him i'm loving that story and i hope to see more stories like that and just to pass this on to you as well you know you may not have the money that uh pascal siakam has or lebron james has or you know some of these other famous uh athletes or artists you may not be able to do uh the things that they do on that large of a scale but you can do something that's all i'm saying you can do something okay look this this article came out not too long ago and i'm not sure if i i I, uh, reported this but i think you want to hear this you ought to hear this and i said this in an interview i don't know if people caught it i don't even know if i played it because there there are some people who in their feelings but anyway so after the whole um decision with roe versus wade Roe versus, Roe versus Wade, I can't talk today. Roe versus Wade and the whole abortion thing, you know, uh, uh, making it hard for people to get abortions. And just to give you my stance on that real quick, I believe that, you know, this this ruling is going to make men and women uh, be more responsible. That was what I was saying a couple weeks ago. It's going to make men and women more responsible. And I also believe that, you know, if a woman, now if a woman's health is in danger and she needs to have a, an abortion to, um, you know, make sure she's not putting herself in 
her putting her health in danger i got it if she has been a, a victim of assault rape or something like that i understand but you know it is time that we actually you know kind of look at exactly what is going on because everybody who's getting abortion that's not the case for everybody who who's having health problems or who may have been a victim of rape some people are having abortions because they're not doing what they should do as far as having safe sex or just you know having so many partners um feel how you want to feel is just the truth and then you know we have we also have to you know think about this as well you know i understand that it is a woman's choice you know that you know a woman should have a right to decide what she's going to do with her body but you know you did lay with this guy should he not have a, a right or a decision into whether you know we should have this child because it's going to be we when the child get here you know but anyway i'm not going to get into that this is what i want to get to so so after that happened the article came out this is from cbs news it says more men seeking vasectomies after supreme court overturns roe versus wade which means you know what men are saying okay uh uh you can't have an abortion or it's not going to be as easy to have an abortion so let me just go ahead and get this vasectomy done so we don't have this issue or i don't have this issue because you know men sometimes pressure women into abortions as well this is what i'm saying this is what i was hoping partly hoping what would happen it will force men and women to make better decisions why would you put yourself in the in that in that arena where you could uh you know end a life because you wasn't man enough or woman enough to take precaution it just makes sense so now it says now it says more more men are going to the moment that thing the verdict came down it was an uh, a flash of overflow of more men seeking vasectomies from one decision and i'm so glad that it has happened because we have to be responsible we need to be responsible you know and and men need to be more responsible you know if you're not gonna wear a condom then you know get the snip snip so i'm saying you know just don't don't do things halfway just you know be responsible that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying okay so i'm glad to see that and it's uh <laughs> it's amazing how that happens oh here's another story now this one's a little more touchy um this is from the insider and it describes denver police opened fire into a crowd injuring six bystanders while going uh while going after a suspect who never fired a gun so basically they were face they were chasing down this gentleman who supposedly had a gun or had a gun but never fired the gun and so they opened fire in a crowd not only hitting him but hitting several bystanders now listen and this is not the only time that you know the Denver police have been in uh in the highlight listen I, I think this goes without saying 
if you got one person going one let's just say one bad person going through a crowd you should not be fired several police should not be firing into a crowd of innocent people now if they get sued they can't say nothing why why would you do that especially when it says he didn't fire you know there were several onlookers that says he never even fired a gun one one said he didn't even brandish a gun but you decide to open fire in a public place and hit shoot innocent people i wonder who's going to arrest them that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying but that's that's a sad story in all seriousness that's a sad story uh shouldn't have happened i think they could have used better judgment okay here's my here's my my favorite story of the day and it reads this is from newsweek and it reads the title reads subway offers free sandwiches for life if a super fan gets a foot long tattoo yes i just said it subway offers free subs for life if they get a foot long tattoo. So apparently Subway is going through this rebranding phase. Uh, and so they are offering this promotion. This is what it says now. The brand confirmed those willing to get a two inch by two inch tattoo on their wrist, bicep or foot will get food for a month. While anyone daring to get a three by three inch inking on their shoulder blade, forearm or calf would receive subs for a whole year and one person who's willing to tattoo a 12 by 12 inch aka the foot long on their sternum or back would receive would receive free subway sandwiches for life talk about brandon free subway sandwiches for life now i i wonder would you do it would you do that? A foot long sub that's a foot long to get free subs for your whole life. And it has to be on your back or your sternum. Now, I, I'm not a big proponent of Subway. I, you know, Subway's okay. They're okay. Um, some are better than others, just depending on which one you go to. Just like any place. Uh, but that's that's something to think about. I'm just saying somebody gonna do it. And and when you think about it, what them sub them, them foot loans going for now? What about $13 a piece now? You know, and you're talking about for your whole life. I don't know, man. I don't know. I tell you what, if Popeye's chicken ever have something like that, count me in. Hey, that's been the headlines for today. I hope that you enjoyed them. I'll be back with you, okay? Give me a minute. Pamela Man, that was Overcomer. I think she got another hit, y'all. I'm telling you, I think she got another hit. And truthfully, I believe she's one of the most consistent people that, uh, consistent artists out there who's just constantly putting out hit after hit. She stays relevant. She stays relevant. Uh, so I'm liking that song, Pamela Man, Overcomer. Okay, so I, I wanted to leave you with this. 
I, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, family. I want to talk about family. Uh, currently, I know of a situation. I won't speak on it. But um, I'm going to say this. You know, a lot of people say that blood is thicker than water. Meaning that family comes first before all. And, um, you know, when you're young, you hear that, you, you, you hear that, and you agree with that, usually. Because in your younger years, all you know is family. All you know is to stick together. All you know is, I should be able to trust my family. I should be able to uh, depend on my family and things of that nature. Oh, but when you get older, when you get older, you see some stuff. When you get older, you have stories that will tell you or experiences that will tell you whether family is family, whether blood is truly thicker than water. And from the place I sit, all families are created equal. From the place I sit, blood is thicker than water. Yes, it is. But what does that really mean? Blood thicker than water to me just means that it's harder to clean up. Blood thicker than water. Blood is thicker than water to me only means that it's messier. And man, do we sometimes have some messy families. The people we thought we could trust, we can't trust. The people we thought would would be the ones we could depend on, we can't depend on. The, the people we were less concerned about hurting us is the ones that actually hurt us. And so what I'm saying today is, you know, just because you're related doesn't mean that you automatically uh, get the benefit of the doubt with me. And neither should you give the benefit of the doubt to people in your family just because they're blood. You should always look. You know what family is to me? Family is the person I can depend on. Family is the person that even though I've had some some issues, they've never just left me alone. You understand what I mean? They they even though I've had my my, my I'm not doing as good as they are or I I haven't always made the right decision. They don't they don't try to destroy my name, destroy my character. They're willing to help me, willing to pick me up and not abuse me. That's what family is. You know, my brother, my real blood brother is my brother for real because we, we, we're connected. I know that he has my back no matter what. No matter what. That's blood, but it's proven he has my back. You know, have we had our issues? Yeah. Um, but that's that's my brother for real. The love is real between us. You understand what I'm saying? The love is real between us. You know, you can't say that about everybody in your family. You just can't. And so that's why sometimes, you know, 
it's the people who are not blood that will sometimes treat you better than your family will and those are the people i consider family somebody who will ride with me who who will cover me you know when i'm down you know that's family that's family so i want to i i want to just i guess leave this with people who may be in a position or in a predicament where you have people looking at you funny because you know you're not you're not around or or you know they feel like you owe them allegiance you owe allegiance to nobody except people who actually uh, give you allegiance you know we're supposed to love our neighbors we're supposed to love our enemies and yes I can love you but I don't have to be around you and I don't have to allow you to damage me or put me down just because we're blood quote unquote so for those people who may have somebody in their life or some family in their life who's not quite like family and they're feeling like you're feeling like they're pressuring you um, to be around or you know they're saying that you should you know you should be with them regardless don't believe it you don't have to be you don't have to be if they're not willing to treat you with respect go on about your business get them out your life you ain't got to you ain't got to fight with them you ain't got to tear them down you ain't got to you know show out when you're around them but you know learn how to just choose your battles man choose your battles choose your friends choose who you give your allegiance to who you give your loyalty to you know, nobody in this world, hear me, if you don't hear nothing else I say, nobody in this world is worth your peace. If they take away from your peace, then you need to tell them peace out. That's all I'm saying. This has been Pastor DRE. You know how we end this thing. Somebody just said with me, I believe that God's word is true. It is the final authority in my life. Therefore, Everything that God has said concerning me shall come to pass. If you believe it, shout amen. I will see y'all next week. You all be good. All right.